0: Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com fmlfpl fml, okay! fpl. on This was... Game week one in the books how the whole routine feel to you, waking up 4 a.m., all that shit?
1: I mean, I woke up at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., like, what? opening my eyes. Is it 4.30 yet? Is it 4.30 yet? And then finally it was, and I was so happy.
0: Holy shit, that is yeah. madness.
1: I love I, it. I, what are you talking about? All I want all year is this to happen, and it's just those two days are the best days of my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, I felt so good to wake up. Oh, so good. Yeah. Oh man, it was awesome until the actual game started, and then it was fucking. <laughs> I was saying to someone like, much like I am in person, I feel like I'm pretty good at giving advice. Like the Slack League is flying. I feel like my rate, my teams, my transfer suggestions before game one were all like pretty good. And then like when it comes to managing my own life and my own team, I'm just a fucking nightmare.
1: We'll get there. <laughs> How'd you do? Uh, Seventy-four points. Pretty, pretty. Feel pretty good. Four uh, forty-seven k or slash game week rank. Um, I mean, defense carried me. I had a, a whopping twenty-one points on my bench, just as as according to plan. Uh, a little bit upset about benching my double palace defense in hindsight. However, you know, going into game week one and and really watching the the full and palace game. We we should have conceded. Wayne Wayne bailed us out a lot. But, Wayne you know, was sac- amazing.
0: There's also that Stonewall
1: pen. Yeah, Stonewall pen not given. So you know, Sacco seven and and, and Juan Basaco twelve. Obviously, a lot of us had Wani Biz on on the bench. But overall, seventy four points feels good. I mean, I got Robo Mendian, and I should get some price rises. And team looks okay, so I feel good. Shaw, dude, no shout out for Shaw. Uh, fat fuck. I mean, I don't even know what he's up to. The the goal seemed like. If he had that exact moment five thousand times, he would probably score a goal out of it once. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I you don't transferred know. him in like
0: an hour before deadline, and yeah, comes in an eleven-pointer. Oh my god!
1: I've actually been shitting on Shaw more than maybe any other player in the entire league leading up to the deadline, and I had not had him tinkered in my team for one second, and then you know what Friday happened? morning. Friday morning madness hit. It's just, I had PVA in, so that's a bit of a whitewash since they both got 11 or whatever, but I, uh, my wife didn't want me to have Ederson, and, and last time she didn't want me to have a player, it was Lewandowski in the World <laughs> Cup fantasy, and, and we see how that came in, so that, that threw me into the, Depths of fucking nightmares. And, you know, Allison is a, a girl's name, also happens to be her sister's name. So I was like, this will set the universe straight <laughs> as little, as little as I believe in that. I don't believe in that at all, but you know, you kind of do. Yeah, and you kind of like, do. The broken clock's right twice a day, but my wife's clock is right. Every second of the day, so I had to. I had to do it. I had to do it.
0: She led you to the fucking promised land. So good yeah. So heard.
1: so you know, I took Trent out, put Shaw in. This Shaw with the goal is just bananas. And then yeah, you know, everything's everything's happening. Game week Great. one in the books. Really, the, the main mistake I started Kamara. Really expected him to feature uh, based on his good performances of preseason and uh, the new boys in Fulham, but didn't come in. He only got the one point and. And I benched, you know, I benched Sacco, uh, who I, mom's, who I would have probably started instead of him. I don't know.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't have started Billing or Wan-B over Sacco. No, no, no. Oh, I, yeah.
1: I, I, I put Billing ahead of Sacco on my bench just because I was thinking, you know. Slight chance of I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, like I wasn't backing them to have a clean sheet, so I, I felt that it was either gonna be a wash or I get like, very lucky with, with some return on billing. But it didn't matter in the end. But yeah. yeah. I mean that's my team. You know, we'll 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 talk about it more at the end. Do you how, how 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 about you?
0: So 62 points does not sound as bad as I feel. And and we just went over this right before we started potting like 1.2 million game we crank it felt like a three million game we crank to me because this the guys in Slack and the Slack league are just so fucking good. And there's so many high scores. I'm literally on the last page of the ranking of that league with my 62. But I'm, you know, 1.2 million is not that bad. I mean, there's just one thing that I kept saying in Slack to the point where it was far from funny and just pure depression was just there's so many players in my team, I'm just like completely bamboozled as to how they even got there. I'm just like who like transferred this guy in? Like where did Richarlison go? Like where did blah 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 blah? The list goes on and just overthinking, over tinkering, over med scientisting just led to kind of depression. I mean Liverpool balanced me out a little bit with just an absolute fucking, but not as bad as I felt, but a Felt fucking bad. Felt really bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, where did it go? Like, are you just so bothered by Lucas Mora and and bavis in your team? Is that the? I mean, because otherwise it was, it was just like he was
0: fine and almost had an assist. Almost had an assist, but at the same time, he's the only defender who didn't return for Spurs. Just annoying. And De Gea was also fine. He made some good saves. He was absolutely diabolical on on the lester goal in the dying yeah. seconds versus like i've had ederson the entire preseason and i was even shouting people in slack to be like i was like get Allison, like he's gonna get more saves than ederson he's gonna get like potential baps on completion blah, 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 and i have to have for some reason i don't know he'll be fine i know he'll be fine um and then yeah lucas mora is just like it felt like a good punt like on Spurs, good ship, blah, blah blah, and then of course like Richarlison braces, and I'm just like, oh my god, fucking
1: fuck. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there, but you know, I mean, sixty-two, it's not, it's not a catastrophe. It's, it's not, not,
0: it's far from a catastrophe, and yeah. I mean. One thing that like Rydell on Slack just he wrote in in the in the questions channel he just said can we have an announcement at the beginning of the next pod telling everyone to have at least some amount of patience? It's like people have never played FPL before. Everyone's heads have gone already, and then Hall followed up with, "Is it pointless even considering changes unless they're enforced after one game week?" And it's just like everyone needs to fucking chill. Like the amount of shit that. Is coming our way that are just like, oh, coon out. Like, all I'm just like, dude, like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I, I, a lot, obviously, it's game week one. Everyone gets overexcited and we're seeing knee jerks all over the place. And, you know, I mean, I have Erickson, he had two points, and every other Erickson competitor for that spot got like a minimum of a goal. Yeah. But I think. You really need to just step back, you know. Look at your team from a more macro level. See if anyone got injured. You know, just take stock. And you know, the Ruben Nevises of the world. I I mean, if you if you were riding Ducore and and Millie last season, then transfer Nevesen. Like that's your guy.
0: Yeah, because you're magic.
1: Yeah, but if you're looking at stats and and history and life, then like we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, just and chill will, the yeah, fuck out. Yeah, and we'll talk about it because it's a pot, and, and you know his name is on the tip of a lot of dicks. But in general, I, I think it's you know people who are absolutely agonizing over should I have Alexis or like Raz or Alexis and Kevin or, or Erickson and Mana, you know, up to the deadline, and then you see your guy blank and the other guy come in with a fantastic performance and returns. And your the rest of your team looks fine, and you're just like fuck. Like I knew I should have done it. Like whatever, you know. Use the transform. That like, that's it's fine. It's like a
0: jealous rage. Like walking in, and your wife is having an affair. That's like the same type of rage.
1: Mm, well, I mean, one will put you in. <laughs> one puts you in jail, and the other one, you just have like different numbers on your computer screen. It's like you know, it doesn't mean anything. But, um, but those are the kind of things where I'm like, okay, well, if, if that's what you were feeling, like you were really. Difficultly trying to figure that out during whole preseason, like then like use your transfer, like that's fine, like you'll be happier, you like the guy a little bit more, like get get in there. But in general, it's just patience always plays. Like you don't bring your fucking team in for one game, you you bring them in for the medium term. So
0: yeah, it's it's like a repetitive thing. I always say regarding hits. I mean, obviously, hit in game week one is is not even an option. But I just mean hits in in general, in the macro sense of hits is like. You're basically betting four points that you can predict what's going to happen over like a very short amount of time, like one or two game weeks is like the bet you're placing. And that, that, like, football just doesn't work that way. Like, no one can predict it. Like, you can predict, like, yeah, City will probably beat Huddersfield next week, but they also nil niled them last season at some point. Like, it's just, it's just, everyone just needs to chill. But let me do the shout out. So just shout out the. Prize league, first month of the season, August, first mug of the season, flying out the gate. Petro caps Mane to 117 points, 191st overall rank. He's also first in the public league, so it's just easy, easy for shout outs today. Easy
1: game for Petro.
0: Easy game for Petro. And then we just have a quick sponsor and then we'll just dive right in, okay? Yep. We are proud to announce that this episode of FMLFPL is brought to you by Maurizio Sari's Edible Endowments. I personally sent a bouquet of unfiltered raw cigarettes to my co-host Walsh because we're best friends. I had one delivered to my parents on their anniversary because I was thinking of them. And for guest Jason's birthday, we had a very special party. Smoking is so 90s. It's all about chewing now. Get on the bandwagon and start stuffing those cancer sticks right in your pie hole. Sorry is edible endowments. Don't feel sorry for yourself and be like, sorry. Yeah. All right, thanks so much for the sponsor. And uh, right. let's go ahead.
1: Yep, sharing facts. Let's go on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, where do you want to start? There's uh, infinity things to talk about.
1: Yeah, we have a lot. This is going to probably be a, a long D-Pod. Um, you, you You kick off topic.
0: I guess like... One guy slash thing that I was, I spent a lot of time thinking about, especially when re watching the highlights, was Mane. Um, there were three things when I was watching him and looking at his stats and everything that like really stuck out to Mane that maybe if I had considered them a little more in preseason, he definitely would have been in my team. I mean, I feel dumb as fuck not having him in my team in general, but that's besides the point. But, one of the things is, like, he's under the radar, not that bad on bonus. Like, he's not, like, good, like, you know, like, Erickson or, like, a central midfielder or whatever good. But, like, compared to Salah, he's at least twice as good. And compared to a lot of the other, like, inside goal-scoring wingers who are, you know, shoot off target and are offsides a lot and those things that that detract BPS – Mane's pretty good. He's like above average. So that's very much worth considering because of how bad Salah is. That like when Mane scores, he's gonna get some bones. Um another point two that I was thinking of when I listened Before to. Before you
1: go to point two, yeah. he had eighteen returns last season, eight bonus points.
0: Yeah. I'm okay. just saying, like the those are the stats at least.
1: Yeah, but that, that's not good.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. not. But the the underlying BPS is yeah pretty BPS good.
1: baseline. Okay, yeah, keep that's
0: going. all I'm saying. Um, point two is the Anfield rap reminded me when I was listening to the post game show that the second half of Mane's season is really when he came alive. And so I looked it up to back it, and it was just it was very true from for fantasy perspective. Also, just from January first on. He was like third in goals for midfielders, sixth in assists, third in shots in the box, third in XG. Like he was, it was Salah then Sterling then him for everything. So that's a thing. And then the last and thing and maybe most important thing regarding Mane is just Naby Keita. I mean, they were on the same side all game. All of Keita's passes went to Mane. They were just fucking side passing each other all day. And then Keita was just covering that left side where. Mane last year had to, like, kind of learn how to play sort of a number 10, like, deeper than than Bob and Salah. And he had to really, like, cover for Rabo and, like, kind of play that side. And he just didn't do that at all. He was, like, as far forward as Salah, which we didn't really see at all last season. And Bob was, was the reserved one, and Kaito was just covering for him. So I don't know if there's any any standout performer from game week one that I'm like, fuck, I really, really want them, it's probably Mane.
1: Yeah, I mean, the second goal was you know, he was five five feet, five yards, however yeah, so you offsides. want to metric it offside, so that's a little bit misleading. The brace should not have come in, but yes. I take your point. You know, he had four, four goal attempts in the box, he created two chances, he was in and around, and Yeah, it's an astute observation about how Kaita kind of unlocked him. He didn't have to drop deep, and he was really playing very far forward the whole time. He didn't really have to focus on defense. Also must be said, you know, Liverpool... A lot of people are like, just like well, we'll get to Arsenal, but a lot of people are shitting on West Ham because, you know, they yes. didn't look good. Obviously, no, no one looks good when you go to Anfield. No one's going to look good when you play City Homer away. You know, you're, these two teams are so far and away the best teams in the league. It's, it's not close. So, you know, if you're, if you're a sixth place aspirant or lower, you're going to just hope to get a point against those teams. So, you know, West Ham went in, they they just parked and, and they Jack Jack was just like roaming around in fucking fuck man land and it was just a nightmare. So you know, they're gonna have a lot of games like that and you yeah. gotta expect them to run the run the score up. So no, you know, it's
0: very that's a very good point. That's goes hand in hand with the like patience thing, I think, too. Is like yeah, Arsenal looked fucking bad. Like they couldn't really create anything. Blah, 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 blah. Like City City are fucking insanely good. And Liverpool it's like they haven't conceded a league goal at Anfield since February. So fe-
1: February, yeah, yeah. So, I, but yeah, Mane definitely looks prime this season. He's so good. He's just he's, he's a great so player. Good. Yeah, he's fantastic. And nine five, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be doing it this season. So, you know, you have two Liverpool. He's a good one to keep an eye on for the third. Like for me personally, my team, I have double defense and, and Salah, and I feel fine with that right now. I'm gonna just hope to try and find someone who can keep pace with Mane and expect to trickle in the clean sheets.
0: Right, so um, that's actually a good place to maybe, like, segue to because I, I also have, tri- um sorry, double Liverpool defense and Salah in, and I think a lot of people are struggling that with Liverpool and with City having, like, two defenders and not being able to get in Raz or whatever new guy that they want to transfer in. And it's like, how do you go about weighing if that's okay or if that's just a bad thing to, like... Use a city or Liverpool spot on, you know, a five million defender, or in your case, a goalie, versus getting in like one of the best, you know, attackers in the game. It's hard for me.
1: It's hard. I I think that one thing that must be said is is captaincy plays a big role, um, because Mane is a premium asset, and you can only afford so many of those with with Salah and uh, Mane. Salah could have had a brace as well. He had two insanely good chances that he fucked up, and then he scored a goal as well. So, at this moment, you're not going to really, in like sane mind, be capturing Mane over Salah unless if you're going without Salah completely. In which case, Mane is. I would argue Mane is essential if you don't have Salah. Yeah,
0: yeah, because, yeah absolutely. You know, you, we we you, we answered that question on last week's pod. Like yeah, what, okay, yeah. fair.
1: And to be throwing the word essential around, we don't do on this pod at all. No, and this would be a, a scenario where I would stump for that that argument. That said. I think that the, you know, per point value, value per million of, of the defenders for Liverpool is just off the charts. And six, five, five, you know, five if, if Gomez sticks, Trent. Trent. It's, they're going to keep, you know, 16 cleans conservatively, I feel like. You look at the game, the way the game went against West Ham. West Ham are coming into the season, touted as like, you know, top eight. They have a lot of good, skillful players. They went to Anfield and didn't create a single actual chance. They had maybe like two half chances if you watch the game carefully, and that's being kind. Um. It, they're going to be having these games at home, time over fit, like hand over fist every single fucking week. It's going to be like this unless yeah, if they West play like Ham Arsenal the and lowest
0: up. XG in the league this week. Yeah,
1: I, so there you go. I mean that that says it all. And you know, it, West Ham are not like fucking Brighton or you know, Hotspur. Yeah. yeah it, it, so the clean sheets that are bankable at Anfield for the rest of the season. You know, they have fucking seventeen more games. It's it's going to be good. So. I like trying to figure out where to put the money elsewhere instead of having money and having double defense, especially with Robertson. Allison got a bonus point, which is absurd. He made one, (laughs) like one or two saves and Robertson just like the assists. He's putting crosses in. He's just fantastic. So (laughs) slack fucking
0: exploded when the rabo to Salah happened. It was just like the slack ownership percentage of those two players is 100. Was yeah, it, it was
1: yeah, it was it was good times. But it's Mane would have to give me like at least a month of really looking insane every game for me to really consider doing a double switch away from one of my defenders to like wedge him in because you know I'm on Ericsson, There's like Ozil, there's uh, there's Kevin, there's fucking rat There's a lot of midfielders who all look good to me. Even Ollie, yeah. We'll talk about Spurs later, but. There are a lot of midfielders that look good to me, and but the defensive bankability of of the Liverpool cleans feels so safe that I, I I'm not bothered by Mane, not owning him personally. Yeah,
0: value is such a tricky thing, and I have not attempted, nor do I have the skills to attempt to like quantify what, in this case, four and a half million is worth if I were to figure out a way to get rid of Trent and bring in Mane, but. There's just no way in hell that four and a half million in, in transfer value is worth, like, how many more points is Mane going to score than Trent? Like, 60, 80? There's no fucking way. That's yeah. so much money.
1: Yeah, but you have probably need to look at it in the two person, like, in the combo, because it's going to be the midfielder defender versus midfielder. Right, right, right. So, so Trent and X premium versus Mane and, you know, Sacco or something.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, that's tricky.
1: But no, Liverpool—they did what we expect them to do. A four-nil spanking. Complete, complete mid-season form. They—they didn't really get out of like second gear. They were kind of, you know, they—they really were. It was just easy. Yeah, it was was, was a very easy game. Easy game.
0: Um, Okay, so that's Liverpool boxed. I think. Um, Where do you want to go?
1: Um, I think the. the Wolves Everton game really was a, a hot yeah. point, I think, for yeah. for FPL because you know everyone was on one of the six fives, either Rich or, or, or Jota, and then Neves came in with a he cheated to get the free kick a little closer, which is good job by him. But <laughs> uh, Neves remember logged one assist in the championship last season in thirty five hundred minutes played, and uh, he came in with a double return on a, on the free kick and the assist against Everton. Uh, what what are you seeing there? I mean, we were panicking a little bit over Jota and Slack talking about it, but Richarlison again. You know, they were down to ten men, but he had two shots and he had one hundred percent conversion rate. What, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's that, and there's also the one the first goal, which was I mean, he did his job in every sense of the word, but that was that one chance that was just a in the box scramble, sort of lucky, fell to Richarlison point blank, easiest goal of his life, made up like almost all of Everton's XG on the day. I mean, given they were down to 10 men, that's totally excusable. And the second goal is absolute sex. I mean, yeah. the second goal, way more than anything to do with the first one. If he never scored the first one and only scored the second one, I'd still be like, fuck, Richarlison is the yeah. man. He looks so good, you know?
1: Yep, so. Fair.
0: I mean, I'm still high on him. I mean, we, me and you were both number one, Jota, number two, Richardson, but it was close. It was not like we weren't like, yeah. Jota's way better than Richarlison. It was always a matter of like, wow, Everton looked like absolute <laughs> fucking dog shit in preseason. That was definitely a factor in my mind. And a lot of new players and a new manager, I just wasn't sure how they were going to look. I mean, he only had two shots. They were down to ten men. I, I still think Richarlison is a very good pick and I mean, everyone's transferring him, and that that's fine. Jota's a little worrisome, I have to admit. I'm like a little bit like, ugh. Like, he got the assist. I think one thing that's not being talked about is that if Jags didn't make that red card tackle, he's clean through on goal. I'm not yeah. saying he automatically scores that goal, but imagine how much different everyone would be feeling if, that didn't happen and he'd scored instead of yeah. getting an assist on the foul. You know, it'd be so different. Yeah. Um, but his only shot of the game was like 35 yards out off target, two touches in the box. I don't know. I saw some shots that like he might have not been 100% because Jags like tried to actually remove his ankle from his leg. But I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a little worrisome. What do you feel about it?
1: I'm more. He was poor. There's, there's no, no yeah. two ways around that. You know, you we watched the game. He, he was poor there against him and for you know majority and um, just couldn't do it. But wolves as a entire team very, very nervy to me. It seemed like you know the majority of their players were kind of misplacing passes and and just weren't weren't on it. And maybe the moment got to them. But you see flashes of the quality in the players. I mean, we know what John Mutinho does, even though he's fucking forty years old. He's 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 class. You know, he can he's he class. can knock the, he can knock the ball around, and you know they have good width about them. Um, I feel like they're going to go into the season okay. I'm not worried about Wolves at all. You know, people are overreacting to this. Like Wolves, like lost six nil or something. Like they're like what they were supposed to be tenth. Like they didn't play well, but it was the first game in the prime. They haven't been there in a while. Um, conditions weren't ideal and you know, we'll, we'll have to see it's, it's just a small sample size very very big game against Leicester next week because that's going to inform my decisions Jota I agree with you he's definitely the, the pressure point on my team he, he looked the worst of all of my players basically and he's the person I'm most, most concerned about and so we'll see where it goes there their defense was very bad I feel like the defense is, is, is a place you don't want to be um, the home pitch looked so big there was oh so much God. space. It couldn't I, have been
0: more wide open.
1: I, 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 that was the thing. I just I kept watching and waiting for like ever There are there's so much space on the fucking pitch. Wolves just like couldn't do anything. I mean, yeah. Jimenez looked okay, but yeah, it, the, he was the,
0: okay. He was pretty. The good.
1: final third. It's they got to the edge of the final third oh, like pretty easily all the time against ten, and then they just did some fucking mad thing and just. Turned it over or crossed it out of bounds or some fucking stupid shit. I mean Doherty is just he doesn't know what he's doing over there on the right. He's so such a poor ability. And I don't know. I, I I don't know. Wolves is very difficult. We need need more time. Need more time. Yeah, but- I need
0: more time. It also the two other points on Wolves is just an Everton finish eighth in a bad season last year. They're not like some fucking shit team. You know, if like if they were playing against Huddersfield and Huddersfield went down to 10 men and they still couldn't really create much, that would be a lot more concerning than Everton. And then the other point is just I don't have any like numbers to back this up, but I feel like this happens all the time. Like A team goes down to 10 men and then it's like you expect just complete fucking domination and it just doesn't happen. It's like harder to break down. They just turn into a bus and it's just like a... Weird, shitty game, and you know it's not like the easy, it's not free, free flowing, easy to score. Just because they're down to ten men, it's just
1: I yeah, it's just it's a more compact, tighter, like two low blocks, like yeah, you know everyone's in the, in their half. But Wolves had about fifteen minutes, maybe I don't remember if it's accurate, but maybe like seventy-five minutes to stoppage or like somewhere like seventy to ninety, where it was just complete one-way traffic. Oh, and yeah, the in the box, you know, they they just didn't know what to do. They had no ideas. They weren't interchanging. They weren't playing one twos, and they were just kind of trying to spray it out wide and then send in hopeless crosses. And I, I worry about that because they're going to be in this position. They played Everton. Granted, they were down to ten men, but you know, there are six or seven teams that are far below the level of Wolves that are going to go to the Molino. However, you say that fucking franchise shit. I don't know, but and they're going to park. I mean, <laughs> Newcastle, Cardiff, you know, fucking Burnley, Southampton, yeah. Brighton. Yeah, it'll be the same shit. I mean, we'll for, It's going to be the same shit. 7 so,
0: possession against Everton. Like that. That'll happen again for sure. Yeah.
1: So I'm. I'm just a little bit worried about that. Very, very. I think the most exciting game I have this week is them against Leicester. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a game, but that's very yeah. Because I mean, we were talking about Madison. We we can transition there, but there's a lot of a lot of action on those two teams potentially, and I mean, a Jota goal and like a bounce back, he could stick in my team for a while. We'll have to see. But it's 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 a very it's a very big game for yeah Neves. I mean,
0: I don't even know where to begin with Neves. I mean, I he's just not a good FPL pick. His he only shoots from like thirty-five plus yards and they're just he's just a worldie merchant. He's just Ross Barkley, like he just will score the occasional worldie and he's sick. Like I wanna also preface this with like this has no reflection of what I think of like I think of him in real life footy or anything. Like he's incredible. He's so sick. I love him. But for FPL it's just like you don't want someone who only shoots from thirty-five yards out. Barely creates anything unless it's you know down to ten men, ninetieth minute he comes up and sends in a, a good cross. Like he he might be on pens. It's not even definite. It's just it's just I don't know. Not good. I would not feel comfortable at all starting him. Yeah, and a lot I, of people are planning on it.
1: To me, it's like he's a, a fifth midfielder if you're rotating, you know, two 5M midfielders like Kearney and him or something, but on fixture or something. I don't
0: know. But Or if you're like a flexible 4 4 2, 3 5 2, and in a bad defensive fixture, you put him in for your fourth defender. You put him in for wan Saka against Liverpool or something like that. That's fine. That's kind of how I went into the season treating Kearney. Obviously, Kearney was not great, so I probably won't go that way, but I think that's a fine way to use Nevis, but like, some people are treating him it's after like a one week mid as a fourth minute. and it's just yeah. nuts. No, he's
1: he's bad. a bad pick. I mean, he's a bad pick. He he had, again, one assist last season in, in 3,500 minutes or whatever it was. That's this all you need to know. You know what his role is. He's a deep line. He's a DM. Yes, and yeah. he, he only shoots from outside the box, and as you mentioned, it's Worldies, or pens. so you you don't want those kind of players in your team and you know if if you had good luck last season with Ducore who again you know he would take one shot a game for you know fucking nine for the nine, first
0: 10 weeks of the yeah, season ten, and
1: he has six goals so you know if you think he's going to do that then go fucking buy him and see how it comes how it goes in, in the long run but he's a bad pick period yeah yeah
0: um did you want to talk about Madison cuz I was very excited about his performance
1: yeah i mean <sighs> Lester, it's just a tough one. I, I still get so upset about Puel just because I feel like he prohibits them from having an identity. And he plays a different lineup every game and he plays a different system every game. And I, I just don't know how long or if he's going to be able to really settle into a clear role under Puel to be a good yeah. FPL pick. I'm just concerned about that because Puel's ruined FPL picks for his entire career as manager in the <laughs> no seriously he has no and it's difficult to, to combat that because the quality is just oozing out of him. He's absolute class. He's a very good player. He's definitely gonna be able to set chances off for Vardy. He's clearly the main man. He's young as fuck, but he was I mean he was going after it against United and we have a little fitness issue with the knock and he came off early but he looks great, and Leicester's fixtures come come around, but the problem that I'm seeing is in the medium term that I'm going to need the information while they play these kind of bad teams to see if I want him, and then at the point I do, then it's going to be too late.
0: I mean, they have good fixtures for a really long time. Yeah,
1: it's like 10 weeks, kind of.
0: It's like 10 weeks, so I think you, you get a nice sample size between like Wolves next week, Southampton the week after, skip Liverpool, maybe bring him in game week five or something. But he's a guy we pointed out on last pod. I mean, if he passes the eye test, if he looks really good in an advanced role, blah, 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 blah. He's a guy that should just take over with his role. And it really felt that way watching him live. It was just like a lot of the the passes and stuff like that and the, the free kick deliveries and the corners don't get registered as like a chance created because... The shot didn't come off, whatever. I mean, they were against United. It's not an easy game. But like from the eye test, he was so fucking good. I, I love him.
1: Yeah, he's 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 a good guy. He's gonna yeah. emerge. He's gonna emerge at some point. He's
0: is sorta of interesting on Lester. I mean, if Puel does does keep the same lineup, which is a huge if and you have an out-of-position defender playing right wing, creating a ton of chances for Leicester, it's a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't expect the same lineup at all. I feel like he's going to rip the team apart and, and change everything for uh, for Wolves at home.
0: I mean, it was a, such a weird decision to begin with. Like a Marte at right back and Pereira at right yeah. wing. It yeah, was I, so I, think, weird.
1: I think he'll put him back at, at, uh, at fullback next game. But yeah. yeah, Leicester interesting, though. I mean, Vardy came in and scored. Vardy, you know, he's not cheap anymore, but... He's going to take along. He's he's not a, a diabolical pick by any means.
0: No, he's not. But I do expect him to not hit 20 goals again. I mean, a quarter of his goals came from the penalty spot last season, and you know that one 24 goal year when they won the title feels very That's very out of place when you That's consider his that
1: absolute ceiling is 24.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he needs a lot of pens to to recreate last year. I think, especially yeah. with no Mars, it's just bad.
1: Yeah, fair, fair. So let's go over to Arsenal City. We have neglected that fixture. Um, What did you see there?
0: I just saw a fucking dominant City performance. I mean, first of all, fuck us. All the World Cup lads are fucking ready to go. We don't know anything. No one knows anything. Like, Raz straight in. Didn't miss a fucking beat from last season. Easily best player on the pitch. Most touches in the box. Tied with Kuhn for shots. He was incredible, but... Overall, I just saw, I mean, you gave the warning earlier, don't don't judge Arsenal based on this one performance. The city just fucking bossed that match. It was not competitive. Easy win, I thought. Arsenal was sloppy, kind of bad, kind of weird in the areas where they're usually good. Um, I don't know, I, if, if any positive from Arsenal, I thought when Laka came on, he was he was dynamite. And I was just like, he's got to get in there and start a game. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, very harsh takeaways for from Arsenal in general, which I have not agreed with in the slightest. I think they had a good account of themselves. Um, you know, they had the little trial David Luiz clone in midfield, who had his fair share of mistakes, but it's not like they had any any other options. And plus, he's playing with Shaka, so he's going to look bad because he had to fucking cover <laughs> his mistakes. Um, Little wee lad Torreira is going to be a player. He's he's going to
0: be so good. You know, I he's love an, He's him. an
1: absolute player. But you know, you you play City, you're, you're going to get battered, and two nil is not that bad. <laughs> like no, it's not that City, bad. Yeah, City really going to beat bad. Chelsea five nil or something, and, and we're going to be like, oh wow, that two nil wasn't that bad. And second half, like you mentioned, when Laka came on, they definitely had chances. They they could have scored a couple goals. I mean, yeah, they they, they had like they had the classic some chances. Game
0: where you. You create a million almost chances and yeah. then you fuck up the last pass or something yeah. like that. Or
1: someone was like stupidly off sides. It yeah. seemed like so that happened times. six times. Yeah. And so I feel like Arsenal are going to be totally fine this season. I uh, really yeah. liked a lot of the things I saw of them. The other thing that was also very fascinating to me was Emery was. Trying to actually play a tactical game, which I have not seen from them with Wenger in my, my life. I mean, my following English Premier League life. Playing Ramsey, you know, furthest forward, like throwing players all over the place on the pitch and their roles. I, Wenger's never done that. I mean, he, he's, it's very clear. It's like, you're playing here, you're playing there. He had like yeah. Ozel playing in the midfield three, but then in possession, he was kind of drifting back inside. He was trying to hide Ozel, I feel like, to not have his like defensive responsibilities, like bother, like, like fuck the team so badly. And, and he wasn't pressing that much, but then he put him into a pressing situation in the second half and he was doing a pretty decent job at it from my eye in the second half after some subs were, were happening. And, you know, yeah, maybe the that, dumb that, that's fucking
0: what, pundits after the game are like talking shit on Ozo. Like, oh, he's got to try harder. It's like, yeah, and oh no, I, 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 you I, I, don't, I just
1: I, I don't have one second to listen to that. I don't have
0: time. No, yeah, but- Rambo pressing from the number ten spot. Shout out producer Nate for pointing out what the fuck is going on because we were all in Slack like Ram- is Rambo playing striker? Rambo's playing striker, lads. Rambo's playing striker is just like madness, but. He really, like when when Arsenal were countering and in possession, the little bit of possession that they had, Rambo was not playing striker and he was barely actually got into the box. But he's going to score some goals when they press against worse teams who can't just like easily get through the press. And they press well and Rambo's the furthest forward and he has a breakaway or he's one-on-one or something like that. He's going to, Rambo's a good pick. I mean, he wasn't even 100% fit and he's still started and looked pretty good, even though he only lasted like 50 minutes.
1: Yeah, this is the thing that, that bothers me about, you know, the, the FPL narrative that I've been reading and looking about since since Saturday, Sunday is just, it's, it seems, it feels very lazy to me and lack of an imagination where, you know, they got battered and people are like, I don't want to go anywhere near Arsenal attack. I don't want to go anywhere near them that they're going to take so long to figure it out, like blah, blah. blah. They played fucking Manchester City, who walked the league by thirty million points last season, and, you and know, lost
0: he- no players and only brought in Mares. Yeah, it's that's ridiculous. It's just, things.
1: it's just not a good job. Like, and, they, and
0: they weren't even full strength. Arsenal. They had Maitland-Niles at left back. They had a five-year-old in midfield <laughs> next to Shaka. It's like, what are you even saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're wrong a ton on the pod. Obviously, all we do are make. Takes and, and and put ourselves yeah, out there on, on our assessment, sports. but but like you know, you, you look at the game, and, and I, for me personally, I'm looking in the second half, and I'm seeing flashes. I mean, OBS was bad, Laka was pretty good, Mkhitaryan was diabolical. He was terrible, but. They were like doing some things against City. They weren't just like a limp fish like West Ham. You know what I mean? Against yeah, Liverpool. they were not
0: just countering and just giving up and just yeah, no, no, I, I, no ideas and disorganized. That was very far from what
1: they yeah, sure. very very far. And so the, like this is my takeaway from it is that I'm I'm just seeing like okay, they have a lot of like interesting pieces. Emery is clearly trying to do some different things like. They were. They probably played four or five formations. They were in and out of different formations in possession or or out of possession. And he's going to be challenging them. And I feel like they're going to be a good team this season. And the prices on their attacking assets are very good. Other than Aubameyang is eleven. I mean, everyone is very affordable. So I think it's something to keep a very close eye on. And I think the Chelsea game is going to be very interesting this weekend. I thought Arsenal played better than Chelsea this weekend. If Chelsea played yes, home to so, City, too. I think it would have been like a 5 1 if you're lucky.
0: I mean, I don't know. I can't speculate. That's like a step too it's far. Too to much. Like speculate if they played them and they played them. But yeah, yeah fine, I mean, fine, Chelsea fine. were fine against arguably the worst or second worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal were not bad against the best team in the league. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I think I was more enthused from Arsenal's performance than Chelsea's too, which yeah. is maybe a good place to go from here. Yeah,
1: but before we do that, though, Mkhitaryan, it must be said, I think he was the worst player on the pitch by a distance. Do you agree with this? Or do you, was someone else sticking out? Guendouzi maybe worse?
0: No, I mean, Guendozi at least his like passing was really good and stuff. I mean, he made some mistakes like that. Like you said, that happens. His first start, he's fucking young, like... Out of position, he's not a central defensive <laughs> midfielder at all. But, yeah, I mean, Mkhitaryan, he was – it was interesting because he was clearly given a lot of responsibility from Emery to be kind of – he was kind of the focal point for the attack for a lot of moves, and he was getting himself into positions that were not that familiar with Mkhitaryan getting into. in the bo- More touches in the box than any other player on Arsenal – Second, weirdly enough, was was End. but yeah, it just didn't work. You know, it's like it's one of those things where if he comes off and scores a goal and still has that bad of a game, it's still like huge round of applause for Emery for going for something tactically that maybe caught City a little bit off guard, and he did get behind successfully. But yeah, I mean, he he fucked up like every opportunity. It seemed like
1: okay. Um, I thought he was horrendous. Yeah, let's it's one to, of those things where it's
0: like like to me it's similar to like shitting on Raz because he misses some easy chances or Salah, but it's like obviously part of their what makes them so good is getting a lot of easy chances. Like not every player gets those chances for a reason, you know? So I don't know. It's was, it was bad for Mick, but if he's Let's just say there's a world where he's nailed to that position. I think against worst opposition, he will return regularly. But he's far from nailed, and I think Laka deserves a start.
1: But, I mean, he wasn't putting himself in positions like to get chances. He was just terrible. <laughs> I
0: mean, he created some chances. He was in the box. He got some shots off and stuff. He just fucked them up. I mean,
1: yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So what did you see from Chelsea against Huddersfield 3-0?
0: I mean, one of the weird things with Chelsea that kind of goes hand in hand with what we were saying is like there weren't really like any stats that really stuck out to me. And you expect you expect a three nil, you expect like some attacker to have really good stats or a lot of shots or a lot of chances created and stuff like that. There really like weren't any. Like Alonso, I guess, was the biggest standout. Where I was like, wow, he's still got three three shots and. Assist for drawing a pen and stuff, he's still really far forward. But I think that's more being Huddersfield than where he's going to be all season.
1: The main, main stat that stood out to me was Rudiger on three baps with no return. Um, yes,
0: dude. I mean, Rudiger, three... I had him for a while in, in preseason. He's real.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, know, you, you look at a 3-0 with a defender gets an assist... And you have midfielders across the board on the goals and as well as assists and especially
0: Conte. Like you expect him to be unbelievably good on bones, where if he scores, he always gets max bones. So. Yeah.
1: So Rudiger getting three baps is something to monitor because six million's a lot, but we'll have to see. If if they look like they're gonna be defensively solid against the, you know, medium teams, he might be worth a snip. But Huddersfield did you know they didn't. It wasn't a West Ham against Liverpool performance by any stretch. They hit the bar yep. twice, I think. Yeah, they hit the bar. Yeah, they they looked okay, and they're not good. Obviously, it's Huddersfield, but they could have scored a goal. So, a little bit skeptical on it, but I, I think that's something to, to note. Just because that's that's an extreme case where
0: he also Rudiger must be said scored. like yeah, he had a really good yeah. chance that Hammer or Hamer yeah. or whatever made a really good save on like he finds himself unmarked in the box with insane all regularity the, yeah, all
1: the time? Yeah, it's there, uh, it, and it's yeah.
0: like all all set pieces are aiming for him, which is great. Yeah. You know,
1: um, seen a lot of like chatter about Conte playing a more yes. advanced role. I, I just don't. I don't have time for that. I, I, he's just not a good finisher. Not a good goal scorer. Never has been doing that in his career. Just because you're playing forward doesn't mean you're going to get points. Just like you know. It's a coverage pick to me, it's just 5-5, five, five. it doesn't make sense. Something I'm interested though, is when Hazard comes back in the team, which I'm expecting to happen game week two, either Willian or Pedro will be playing on the wing, and that player is who the I am most interested in, Chelsea.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. And honestly, Hazard too, I'm interested in. 10 yeah.
1: I mean, imagine if Hazard comes in for Morata, central.
0: Yeah, or Pedro, and Hazard
1: keeps his spot. I mean, Hazard's obviously going to be fucking straight in when he's fit.
0: No, I mean, I mean, Hazard left wing Pedro false nine. Like that's oh. not weird for sorry. That's
1: oh, so you're saying like Hazard Pedro Willian front line? Yeah, I think wow. that's
0: totally realistic. That would be very insane. I, I mean, would, if you if if we're assuming that sorry going to try and recreate Napoli, which I don't know, but if he is, then is obviously the one who sticks out. He does yeah. not match at all any of the Napoli front three.
1: Wow, yeah. I
0: think so that could be real.
1: It's, it's Chelsea it's similar to Arsenal. It's you have to use a little imagination, a little forward thinking and it might not be for gaming 2 or 3 but maybe for gaming, you know, 7 or 8, but they have players that are priced so affordably that could oh fly. Yeah. And that's where,
0: and they're a good team with a lot of good players and a good manager. Yeah,
1: not in Champions League. Like that's where we'll be able to pick it. Maybe we'll also get the benefit of seeing what kind of Europa League teams the teams are playing. So we'll see. But that's that's where I'm, my head's at with those teams.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to that.
1: Yeah. Uh, What else? You want to talk about Pereira?
0: Oh my god, the scenes from Pereira, dude. Yeah.
1: So he just scores all their goals.
0: Yeah, I mean, what was it? Last seven games, I think he has five goals and one assist. Like yeah. going back to last season, yeah, five goals, one assist, last seven games. Running around like a fucking five-year-old doing the crocodile celebration. Do you see that shit?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like a hungry, <laughs> hungry hippo.
0: Yeah, it's like what? What could that possibly What significance could that possibly have in your life? I love it. I mean, he's class. He's we shouted him definitely on the mid or the budget price pod. I don't know what it was. I mean. His goals were hard to recreate is a nice way to put it, like low XG, low percentage shots and stuff, but the stats back it up so hard. Like he was nine touches in the box, four shots in the box. I and mean, the most interesting thing to me from a Pereira slash Watford discussion is their their shape and and the roles of the players because What we saw was basically a 4-2-3-1 Dini behind Gray in the middle. But majority of the touches in the box and shots were from inverted wingers. Pereira on the left, he's right-footed. Hughes on the right, he's left-footed. Cutting in and, and getting shit done. And that's really interesting to me because Pereira's six and Hughes is five and I like both of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think Pereira's is a, a reasonable guy to keep an eye on. It's we always have the problem with him is he plays three games and then he's out for six. Yeah, he'll be so, he'll be
0: injured very
1: soon. So that's a tough job, but yeah, he looks good. I, I I'm not knee-jerking. He's not like a knee-jerk. I, I'd rather have you know someone like Richarlison, which has you know better fixtures, better team, better attack. But six you zero know, brace. It's nothing to nothing to forget about.
0: I mean, knee-jerking, we should address that. Craig from Slack said, question for Pod, who's the biggest knee in, knee-jerk out of your squads? And the first thing that popped in my head was just the only jerking that I will be doing is my own dick.
1: Oh, hey.
0: hey, No hey. jerking going on here.
1: Hey now. Hey I now. think players like Otamendi, uh, I'm sorry, Smalling, Guys who didn't start offering, who potentially who you're paying a premium for those are knee jerks because they have a bad prognosis for the near future, but you know we're talking about players like Jota, Erickson, like you don't buy them for one week just because another guy in that price bracket scores mean does not mean that the guy you have is bad and you know the, right I'm this, not going
0: Lucas Mora to Pereira no this Lucas had bad stats and played sixty seven
1: minutes yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, the script can be flipped on its head in uh, in a week's time. So it's something to remember. Bournemouth yeah. 2, Cardiff nil. Cardiff very bad team. However, Bournemouth Fraser interesting. Yeah, a little bit, good. Yeah, we we talked a little bit about Fraser on Slack. Not too much. I mean, very down on Bournemouth in full general full stop. But the main problem with Fraser, he always has good underlying stats. That always has last season. But anyhow, just like feel like he has like fifteen white midfielders in the arcade <laughs> with the claw and he just like puts it in and then four of them come out. It could yeah. be Lewis Cook, Arter, fucking whoever Sermon, the fuck Gossling, Sermon, gosling like insert white guy like who will yeah. and Dude, he
0: Eddie just Howe, puts them in his mid season four and zipped all the way oh. to his Adam's apple.
1: It would be ridiculous to not utilize every zip of the zipper. You <laughs> must zip it all the way if your name is Edward Howe. So yeah. Fraser last year just in and out of the team. You never knew what the fuck he was going to do. Like it's just insane. So this season it seems like he's talking him up and he's he's talking about him as a main man. And five five is very affordable and he's interesting because he's, he's good on back. Very backs.
0: interesting. I definitely rate him. Monster rate him. game with the goal. Also created three chances, two big chances, took corners.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, good he's
0: stuff from Fraser.
1: And that's another like that's a knee jerk where I'm like, yeah, you want to you want to throw him in because they have a few good fixtures coming up. That's that's a place where you could maybe find some points. Um, look
0: good. Yeah, he. I mean, if we're comparing him to King, who's so popular, is like not even remotely close. And Callum shit on King's numbers, like. Yeah, not not the best performance from from Joshua.
1: Yeah, but he's going to bury us soon. It's just a matter of time. He will. He absolutely will. No question. I mean,
0: so we should talk about Palace. I mean, oh, the one, one of another one of the like big like my big takeaways from the weekend, whatever the fuck, is like Palace were very clearly in a four four two, and Wolf was playing striker alongside Benteke. He was not playing winger.
1: He and, was. I don't think it was like I think it was more like four four one one because he was very much free like a free role behind Benteke.
0: That's probably more accurate, but that's that's still it's still not winger, not winger. Yeah. And we know what Wilf can do yeah. when he's central, and it's fucking score goals for absolute fun.
1: He had a bit of a mad game first half, a little bit profligate, a little bit wasteful, but. He just does things that are just ludicrous, bonkers, like techers skill shit that you don't even. It's there are things that I don't even imagine. Like, what's the best case scenario that could happen out of this? And I think about it in my head, and then he does something way better that I never have thought of. <laughs> like, it's insane what he does with the ball. It's fucking insane.
0: He, he could, also assisted that PVA offsides world. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, he, he he
1: could have double returned. He looked very good. He's very good. It's,
0: if I go back to the like intro of the pod where I was saying like how did all of these players blah 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 insert names get into my team, like I was jizzing over Palace in every preseason pod and all of like the second half of last season, I was all over Palace. Like I was defiantly saying they're like the sixth or seventh best team in the league, and I don't think anyone's remotely close. And then, I don't know, they didn't make that many transfers and blah, 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 and Wolf's now forward and blah, and I came off him, I only have one B, like. Palace are so fucking good, dude. I love Palace.
1: Yeah, that, I it warms my heart for you to say that. I think a little bit more, you know, Metzian and a little bit more realistic. <laughs> we could have lost this game 3 2, no question. Yes. Would, would yes. not have surprised me one small iota if we lost the game 3 2. Yes. Defense, like Wayne Wayne had a blinder. Wayne absolutely Wayne, man the so Wayne yeah. such a good guy, like brought in a keeper to light a fire under his ass and he stepped. He was so good. And you know we had a just like a professional like very difficult place to go to Craven Cottage after they have been in the Prem for a couple of years two nil like very good job by us but you know Wilf looks good Benteke is going to get some points as much as I fucking hate him he was, we. He was great. Everything is kind of gelling behind him, and he's gonna fall into points. Like he's gonna pick the ball up one day and throw it into top bin, and the ref's gonna miss it, and he's gonna get a goal. Hundred <laughs> percent. He also was
0: good creatively. Like I thought his holdup was really good, and his uh, his, his flick ons.
1: It was a mixed bag because he had his some hold flick ons were
0: real though. Like he yeah. was creating chances by towering over both Fulham center backs and winning a header that yeah. usually fell to Wolf, and it, that was on.
1: No, but his holdup was very much at if 0 would be i don't know fucking <laughs> rom and ten is laton he was a 5
0: okay okay i'll take that
1: okay okay i figured it out that was tough
0: some yeah. of these questions dude i'm just scrolling through some of these questions like
1: no fuck off with the questions let's some of these
0: questions are Diabolical. Yeah, Get I don't, your shit together.
1: I don't want to. I mean, we're running long, obviously, and I don't want to talk about Spurs because it's never fun. One one topic I want to talk about is uh, Southampton attack.
0: Southampton attack. You you told me you want to talk about Ings.
1: I mean, Sir Ings of the Daniel the Daniel tribe. He's yes. five five, which is pretty ridiculous. It's free. He, he played like eight minutes. The fucking kid had three goal attempts and four chances created in like eight minutes. It's pretty decent, and yep. he's, he's good. He's good. Like he has like such a point to prove. I feel like that is an actual psychological thing that that's like not nothing. And he has like good qualities about him. And you know if they're playing three five two, or if they're going to play four at the back, doesn't really matter. But their fixtures are pretty good in the near term. And you know Chaz's stats were. Very a very sad sight. You do you do yeah. not want to you do not want to look at those stats. Yep. They're they're not yep. good. But a five five forward is an absurd enabler. Not to mention which I mean we glossed over this with Palace like we didn't talk about the defense. But Juan bissaka at four million after the Liverpool game. I mean, comfortable start for a month that and a half. Yep. Easily. So if you look at Juan bissaka as your third or fourth defender. And you have another 4 million defender alongside him, and then you put Ings in as one of your starting forwards if you have two or three, it opens up ridiculous doors. I mean, doors, and, gates to heaven and nectar and everything that's good. Like there, and sex. there's also Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez, well, I'm not feeling Jimenez that much, but Ings, Ings, I'm feeling a little bit more.
0: But Jimenez was fine, and he got a goal, and he got one other really, really good chance. And we don't know yet. I, that's a given, we don't know yet, but there's a shout that Wolves attack will be much sexier than Southampton attack. I mean, not so far, not so good, but it's it's potential. But Ings is good, dude. I mean, Ings, dude, no, so you don't but, need to tell me about Ings. I mean, no, like, but I need he to was tell injured you, look, his whole Liverpool career, but whenever he played, no matter how long he was injured for, year and a half, doesn't matter, he'd come on, he'd be threatening, get shots but, off, like
1: he played 30 minutes and he had three shots and four chances created in 30 fucking minutes. Yeah. Do you I mean, understand he's that? good, dude. He's good. That's ridiculous. Jimenez it's will a- never have a 30 minute period the entire season where he totes a seven number combo of goal attempts and chances yeah. created. He will no not chance. do that the rest no of the season. No and chance. Ings did it his first fucking show. So I feel like Ings is a very serious thing and. I'm very interested in him because Arnie carrying a knock. I love him, but I'm a little bit scared. So I'm, think, I'm thinking about it. What'd you just draw? Just a, a beer.
0: Oh, fuck it. Mm, fuck it. Um, yeah, Ings. Ings is very interesting for sure. I mean, yeah, Spurs. I mean, there's definitely one thing I wanted to talk about Spurs is oh it's kind of similar to Rudiger. I mean, Davinson Sanchez is just. He's the target for every single set piece they take. And Erickson is so consistently good on all the corner and indirect free deliveries that he's just, he just gets his head on everything. He got an assist. He had another ridiculously good chance that he missed. But if he gets those free headers in the box, close range, like regularly, he's going to score some fucking goals.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's... Three
0: shots, most player in the match, most of any player in the match.
1: I just think he's so poor. He's I, I think he's bad. I uh, actually bad. I think he's a very bad center back. I don't know <laughs> if he's going to develop in anything. I think he's terrible. Like he's I would,
0: really young. I mean, he, I would
1: take I would take Joe Gomez over him ten out of ten times. Not wow. even not even close. Spurs fans raging. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like it's he is he consistently makes two horrendous errors at de- in playing the defense he's a defender the the namesake of his position is to play defense not to get on get his head on fucking Erickson crosses he makes two ridiculous mistakes every game if not more and he's he's not improved from the amount of Games I've seen him play, and, and I think he's poor defensively. Similar to like Aria, it's like if Aria is a, a wing back, then that's oh, you,
0: dude. Aria is another level of mental head curse no, that that's, that's we that's haven't what I'm seen it's in like, a long time.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like if he's wing back, like that's okay, you can, you can get past it. But if they're playing a back four and he's playing fullback, the kid doesn't know how to play defense. He yellow card or red card challenges. Anytime someone gets behind him on defense. That's his only Yeah, just slide that's, tackle that's, from behind. That's literally all he knows how to do. And it's it's just shocking.
0: It's comical though. I absolutely love watching when Ori is in there it makes, yeah, no, it's makes great. watching you, so much more fun.
1: It's assist goal yeah. right card. It should yeah. just be even odds for all three. He's just yeah. he's his, got his it all. assist
0: was so sick. Oh,
1: it was incredible. The First ball, time cross, oh, deep mine. cross.
0: God, inch perfect. Yeah, then the, like, the ball is insane. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I love Austin, I, I love Spurs. I should just be a Spurs fan.
0: Yeah, you should be a Spurs, yeah, fan. Spurs fan. Um, anything else to say? Nah,
1: I think. Or I think we need to wrap it. Let's let's go to our teams the, and, and the get Stones the Stones is a guy that I'm looking
0: at. Oh, I mean, of course, Always. you mentioned Otamendi. If he's out, and it seems like Stones is definitely ahead of Laporte, maybe ahead of everyone. He might just be nailed in the side. He's a fucking bonus god with his passing numbers. Oh, yeah? Highest pass completion of any defender in the game last season.
1: Yeah.
0: Five five city defender. That's fucking insane.
1: Thing Staunch.
0: Very much keeping an eye on that. The Staunch.
1: Should we have a quick moment on Alexis? Because I'm seeing a lot of a lot of Alexis chatter.
0: Yeah. What's up? What tell, What do you think about him?
1: I mean, people, people kind of had him in because they're like, ROM's out. He's playing striker, a placeholder for other premiums. If you're looking to to remove him, are you looking to Kevin or to Raz? I think Raz. <sighs> is Raz's team still? Yeah, I
0: think Raz is a better pick than Kev. Mm-hmm. Um, is it worth a million? That's the big question. But if, if that wasn't an object, I would I think I would definitely go Raz. But if I'm not sure if it's worth a million. Very, very not sure. I mean, Kev has that Erickson attribute of not only is he going to just take over, be a top five midfielder by season's end, but he's also, he just, he's a machine. Like he doesn't miss games or take rests or get subbed off ever. He's just... Plays ninety every week, and that's an incredible feature to have. But and I Dave Dave was saying this on Slack. I mean, like, we're just seeing the beginning of Raz. Like last season wasn't like a breakout year and then he's gonna come back down to Earth or something. Like he's still young and just getting better. And I mean he could he could easily score over twenty goals. So there's absolutely no reason not to. And he had seventeen assists last season. Raz is good. I think Raz might be better than Kuhn.
1: I think he is better than Kuhn. Kuhn just yeah. has pens.
0: Yeah.
1: I, the match is it's I think We're
0: overreacting. I mean, no, Kuhn I I d I, I don't bad. I
1: genuinely don't think it's an overreaction. I think it's been kind of like a underlying thing of the, the shifting sands from last season where you know Raz is getting into his peak and Kuhn is fading away from his peak. And the gulf was very clear in the game against Arsenal. I mean, there was no comparison between Raz and Kuhn. Raz was five million times no, better.
0: No comparison between Raz and any single player yeah, no, on the pitch. No, he
1: was by far the best player on the pitch. Not close. Not
0: even fucking oh close. Oh I just unreal.
1: I just got a flashback to Bilva, which I'm glad we didn't talk about. But Ugh, Raz, yeah, Raz, much, is, Raz is good. He was priced at 11M for a reason. He's fucking good. And he had 35 combo last season. He should he should probably be in and around 30 this season and he's just a great guy.
0: He's a great guy. We have so many questions, but we're not going to do them.
1: Yeah, no questions. Questions at this pod. Yeah,
0: I mean, the questions, if they're answered or not, they very much inform a lot of the top topics that we end up talking about anyway. So it's still a great job by you guys. Um, let's go to captains. Yeah. So, so first captain section of the season, that's a fucking fun thing. Yeah. So you're not capping Salah because he's playing against Palace and that's a thing that you do. So who are you looking at?
1: Yeah, I'm just on Coon. I, uh, I don't feel like that confident he's in a feature, but I don't really think I can do anything else but cap him and hope he features. That's a terrifying like he, I hope,
0: thought. You think jay Z's might
1: get in there? I feel like maybe both will play this game. I'm not that sure. Um, you know, you never know with Pep, but it's the kind of thing where you can talk yourself into different narratives. It's like, oh, they're playing Huddersfield. He wants to get Kuhn going, so this is a great game for him to go and like score and get off the mark, you know. But then you're like, oh, it's Huddersfield. They suck. Like Champions League's coming up. He's going to want to make sure he's rotating. So just you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Who the it's,
1: fuck knows? Who the I don't fucking know. I wish that
0: Raz. Fuck me.
1: Yeah, but it's just you know. Huddersfield at home. I have Coon. It's 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 going on.
0: If man. you're not capping him, it's Huddersfield at home. Then like you should not have him. Is really what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, but I if 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 you guys weren't playing Palace, I would cap Mo for sure. Oh, like, no, no.
0: I, I, yeah, I mean aside from Mo for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, Mo's yeah. easy captain pick. no, yeah, Mo, no thought Mo. at
1: all. Easy captain pick. Would never think about it again if I was a fucking Wolves supporter. It would be on Mo. I would not think about it twice. But as it stands, I'm on Coon. But I think Moe's a pick. Are you, are you going on Mo?
0: Yeah, I, I have not yeah, yeah. considered okay. changing it at all. I mean, I, I think it's a r- ridiculous thing to change it.
1: Yeah, it's stupid. I, I've seen some chats from Bendy, which is interesting. Um, Very interesting. Kevin cap, cap, defenders is just, you know... Again, Huddersfield hit the bar twice against Chelsea. They're they're playing away inside of home this game, and you, you like the clean sheet shout for sure for City. It, it looks like it's going to come in, and that's fair. But with Mendy, I like capping the defender when they're on pens, like with Baines, because you have that you know you have that in the back of your pocket where it might just happen, no matter where he is on the pitch, no matter what the game script's going. If there's a pen, you're going to get twelve points for it, and then probably Babs. But you know, Mendy's not like really shooting that much, and you know his his assists like one was a, a ridiculous bullshit assist off a side pass, which he did nothing. And you know he's he's far forward and such like this. But realistically, you know, six points. I like going for a higher ceiling. That with cap, you know, yeah, it's the assist is very rogue, a six pointer Most likely a six pointer. I I, I feel most like like a six pointer and. You know, you could argue Tim, with me for sure that there's a just as good amount of chance that Aguero scores a goal as they keep a clean sheet, but the chance that Aguero scores a hat trick and Mendy gets a double return, like I don't think that's in the same
0: category. If that makes sense? Yeah, or just the Kuhn double
1: return even. Yeah, cause... Kuhn double return with Babs. You know, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't mind Mendy. I don't mind the Mendy cap. I think it's like a high floor, low ceiling type guy. But Kuhn's, it's kind of fun. Know.
0: But I think not capping Salah is pretty diabolical.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Transfers?
0: Yeah, so you're saving, right?
1: I will be saving, yes. I
0: think let me look at my team. Yeah, I'm definitely saving. Yeah, there's just nothing to do. There's nothing to do. And all my guys that I've like kind of looking at, I mean very small looking at, like I'm not panicking about any of my players. It's like my Spurs guys are home full on. Arnie's home, Bournemouth. I mean, like, Ozil, I wish, you know, we knew he had the bad fixtures game game week one and two, is whatever. Jota at Leicester, I'm looking at that, but I'm not, there's no chance i make a transfer this week.
1: I am a little bit nervous about Arnie. I, I didn't know he was facing a late f- fitness check to future I didn't know that either. I
0: probably yeah. would not have started with him if I knew that. And oh, also, yeah. he, I, he was like, no. he was like mad at his fucking teammates all game. I mean, I it was a, He was in a terrible position against Liverpool, just in no man's land for the entire match. But I don't know. I feel like last season, once he moved to Stryker and he was kind of feeling it, he was like very much like a positive team player for them and like kind of a leader on the pitch. And you just saw none of that really against Liverpool. He was just kind of like complaining and like, I don't know. It was was not the best debut for him in the side.
1: I feel like you played. Perfectly fine. He but, did
0: absolutely. Yeah, he got like his two shots off.
1: Yeah, but when you look at all of the data accumulated, like facing a late fitness check, clearly wasn't up to speed. Had all of these nightmares playing behind him. He's he's not at the level of West Ham. I mean, he's a better player than he shouldn't be on West Ham.
0: Yeah, but he's we also we need so to remind ourselves about what we said earlier that we're we're judging West Ham after they just. Play at Anfield. And no, it's just, I know, yeah.
1: but like he could be on Spurs and f- walk into the team to me. I think I think the world of him. You know, I'm obsessed with that. That's a little crazy, but. Okay, sure. well, I'm fucking crazy, so fuck me. But <laughs> he's just fantastic. So yeah. I don't blame him and his reaction to the teammates, but. If I yeah, I agree, I mean, if if we knew that he was facing a late fitness check to play the game, there's zero percent chance yeah. he would be on our teams. Yeah, I
0: don't know who I would have gone either. Like probably Wolf, Zaha,
1: Wolf, Chaz,
0: yeah. King, some fucker, but yeah. it would not have been Arnie. No, yeah. no chance.
1: Big yeah. big game against Bournemouth, but we'll see. Well, I mean, pressers could throw throw this upside down. We'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with potting, right? We pot at the beginning of the week, and we make all the crucial deci- decisions at the end of the week. So it's it's yeah. kind of fucked, but um yeah that's our team so let me slap asses there are a lot of new patreon signups this week i'm going to be slapping all of their asses and i'm just gonna rattle them off and just probably fuck up your names and i'm sorry and i just we're flying with new signups dude we're absolutely flying before game week one is the best time to get in get in all the leagues get in the goal scorers challenge get on the fucking slack and just go nuts so thank you everyone for signing up and like Supporting the pot in the offseason It was fucking amazing Um, I'm not going to mention the one guy That told me not to mention his name So he gets an advantage over the money league His money league competition So starting after him Derek Fagundes, Alex Nielsen, Mike Lewis, Daniel Henshaw, the FPL general, Matthew Moore, James Schaffer, Philip Bazin. No, I did him last week. I don't know. Jonathan Charles, Tom Kenny, David Wegner, Lodal, Thomas Kaza, Itz Roscoe, Alex Rogers, Joe Coleman, Jay, no last name, Frithoff Anderson, Joe Bloom, Altai, Tim Franzak, Mateos Zemrat. Mike Willers, Dietz Ellis, this guy's name is the most scenic thing ever. He, he, I'm just going to call him Arnie because his last name is Arnautovich, but his first name is just Joakfady, Luke Graf, Thad Ol, Olkent, Ol, old cunt, Spain Niemer, Tim Waters, Ben Van Stellingworth, Jamie Baldwin, Conrad Poole, Luke Lishman. Attaboy, Asungtugan, James Doncaster, Brian Stoker, Enrique Jackson, Robert Herbert, Chris Telcher, Dan Wolverton, Andrew Trice, Pal Brecken, Elliot, Sam Rossiter, and Kyle Holmberg. Wow. Thank you so much, everyone. Great job by all of you. (laughs)
1: That was... A lot of action, <laughs> dude.
0: A lot of action. Most most signups, I think, since we opened Patreon and Slack in the first week of opening. That's uh, we're overwhelmed with uh, yeah. gratitude.
1: Final question: Is the Wiz doing well this season? <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs>
0: Check us out at FMLBL.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlfields. patreon.com slash fml Check out our story at fmlfield.com. So shout out to G-G.